decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your Squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARM Studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. It is Monday, December 26th. I hope you had a marvelous Christmas day yesterday. Hope you went to church and all that good stuff. Hope you got all the presents you wanted. Hope you gave all the presents you could. And just hope you had a great time with family and friends and your church family celebrating Christmas. Today is Boxing Day. So if you are in certain parts of the former British Empire, happy Boxing Day. And that's going to be our topic after our Bible reading. We're going to look at a little bit of the history of Boxing Day. Also, I want to remind you that Squirrel Chatter live streams daily, Monday through Friday at 7.30 a.m. on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. And Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can head on over to christianpodcastcommunity.org and check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. And we are in the final week of our 2022 read-through of the Legacy Standard Bible. We've got today and four more days after today, and we will have read through the entire Bible. And I hope you've been with us for the whole thing. I hope it has been something that has been uh, helpful to you. And uh, again, today's pre-recorded because I am taking the 12 days of Christmas off. So there will not be a new episode of Squirrel Chatter live until the 9th. So this week is all pre-recorded just so we can get through the Bible reading and finish all that up. I'm not going to do a lot of topics of the day. Uh, mostly it's just going to be Bible reading. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about Boxing Day because it is Boxing Day today. All right. Um, our scripture reading today is Job 28 through 30 and Revelation 18 as we continue. And we're wrapping up rapidly our Bible read through. So um, I'm kind of excited about that. Hope you are too. Um, not the first time I've ever read through the Bible, but it's the first time I've ever read through the Bible out loud. So that's kind of been a different experience. Um, and as I said, I hope it's been something that has been edifying for you as well. And next year we're doing something completely different, and I'll explain more about that at the end of the week. Uh, I've talked about it in the past, but I've been been working on this thing in my mind about how I'm going to do it, and I'll probably still be tweaking it during the the two weeks I'm off. But uh, you'll you'll have to see what we what we end up with on January 9th as we start our new new uh, project for 2023 because we're not going to do another read through of the Bible this year, next year. Um, we're going to do something else. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, chapter by chapter through books of the Bible with commentary, beginning with Deuteronomy. Um, and just exactly how that's going to shape out, I'm not sure yet. But uh, I'm shooting for study Bible level, you know, not a deep exegesis, not a sermon, um, more devotional and informative at a 
study Bible level, not at a full commentary level. So I've got several study Bibles I'll be drawing from. I'll, I'll, I'm certain I'll be reading commentaries and drawing from them as well, but I'm not going to be doing a full 45-minute sermon on passages of the Bible. We're going to be reading chapters and looking at, yeah, like I said, not surface level, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to give some insights. I'm hoping to help you understand the scripture, but it is not going to be super deep for obvious reasons. All right. Well, let us begin, as is our practice, with the prayer of confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, Job chapter 28. Surely there is a mine for silver, and a place where they refine for gold. Iron is taken up from the dust, and copper is smelted from rock. Man puts an end to darkness, and to the furthest limit he searches out the rock, in thick darkness and shadow of death. He sinks a shaft far from habitation, forgotten by the foot. They hang and swing to and fro from far from men. The earth from it comes food, and underneath it is overturned as fire. Its rocks are the source of sapphires, and its dust contains gold. The path no bird of prey knows, nor has the falcon's eye caught sight of it. The proud beasts have not trodden it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. He sends his hand forth to the flint. He overturns the mountains at the base. He breaks out channels through the rocks. And his eyes sees nothing, his, and his eyes sees anything precious. He dams up the streams from flowing, and what is hidden he brings out to the light. But where can wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its worth, and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says, It is not in me, and the sea says, It is not with me. Pure gold cannot be given in place of it nor can silver be weighed, at, weighed as its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Gold or glass cannot meet its worth, nor can it be exchanged for articles of fine gold. Coral and crystal are not to be mentioned, and the acquisition of wisdom is above that of pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot meet its worth, 
nor can it be valued in pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from? And where is the place of understanding? Thus it is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the sky. Abaddon and death say, with our ears we have heard a report of it. God understands its way and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he sets weight to the wind and meted out the waters by measure. When he set a limit for the rain and a curse for the thunderbolt. A course for the thunderbolt. Then he saw it and recounted it. He established it and also searched it out. So he said to man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. Chapter 29 And Job continued to lift up his discourse and said, Oh, that I were as in months gone by, as in the days when God kept me, when his lamp shone over my head, and by his light I walked through darkness. As I was in the prime of my days, when the intimate counsel of God was over my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me and my children were around me, when my steps were bathed in butter and the rock poured out for me streams of oil, when I went out to the gates of the city, when I took my seat in the square, the young men saw me and hid, and the old men arose and stood. The princes stopped talking and put their hands on their mouths. The voice of the nobles was hidden away, and their tongue clung to their palate. For the ear heard, and it called me blessed, and the eye saw, and it gave witness of me, because I provided escape for the afflicted who cried for help, and the orphan who had no helper. The blessing of the one ready to perish came upon me, and I made the widow's heart sing for joy. I clothed myself with righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy, and I searched out the case which I did not know. I broke the fangs of the unjust and snatched the prey from his teeth. Then I said, I will breathe my last in my nest, and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My root is spread out to the waters, and dew lies all night on my branch. My glory is ever new to me, and my bow is renewed in my hand. To me they listened and waited, and kept silent for my counsel. After my words they did not speak again, and my speech dropped on them. They waited for me as for the rain, and opened their mouths as for the late rain. I laughed with them as they could not believe it, and the light of my face they did not cast down. I chose a way for them and sat as chief, and dwelt as their head among the troops, as one who comforted the mourners. Chapter 30 But now those younger than I laugh at me, whose fathers I rejected even to put with the dogs of my flock. Indeed, what good was the strength of their hands to me? Vigor had perished from them. From want and famine they are gaunt, who gnaw the dry ground by night in destruction and desolation, who pluck mallow by the bushes, and whose food is the root of the broom tree. They are driven from the community. They shout against them as against a thief, so that they dwell in the slopes of the valleys, in holes of the dust and of the rocks. Among the bushes they cry out, under the nettles they are gathered together. Wicked fools, even those without a name, they are scourged from the land. 
and now I have become their mocking song. I have even become a taunting word to them. They abhor me and keep a distance from me, and they do not hold back from spitting at my face. Because he has loosed his bowstring and afflicted me, they have thrust aside their bridle before me. On the right hand their brood arises. They thrust aside my feet and build up against me their ways to disaster. They break up my path, and they profit from my destruction. They have no helper, as though a wide breach they as th through a wide breach they come. Amid the storm they roll on. Terrors are turned against me. They pursue my nobility as the wind, and my hope for salvation has passed away like a cloud. And now my soul is pierced out within me. Days of affliction have seized me. At night it pierces my bones within me, and my gnawing pains take no rest. By great force my garment is distorted. It seizes me about the collar of my tunic. He has cast me into the mire, and I have become like dust and ashes. I cry out to you for help, but you do not answer me. I stand up, and you carefully consider how to be against me. You have become cruel to me. With the might of your hand you hunted me down. You lifted me up to the wind and caused me to ride, and you melt me away in a stream, in a storm. For I know that you will bring me to death and to the house of meeting for all living. Yet does not one in a heap of ruins stretch out his hand? Or in his upheaval, is there a cry for help because of them? Have I not wept for the one whose life is hard? Was not my soul grieved for the needy? When I hoped for good, then evil came. When I waited for light, then thick darkness came. I am boiling within and cannot be silent. Days of affliction confront me. I go about darkened, but not by the sun. I stand up in the assembly and cry out for help. I have become a brother to jackals and a companion of ostriches. My skin turns black on me and my bones burn with fever. Therefore my harp is tuned to mourning, and my flute to the sound of those who weep. And now, Revelation chapter 18. After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illumined with his glory. And he cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, and she has become a dwelling place for demons, and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean bird, and a prison of every unclean and hateful beast. For all the nations have drunk the wine of the wrath of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the power of her sensuality. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive of her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back even as she has paid, and give her back double according to her deeds. In the cup which she has mixed, mix double for her. To the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously, to the same degree give her torment and mourning. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, and I am not a widow, and will never see mourning. For this reason, in one day her plagues will come, pestilence and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire, 
for the Lord God who judges her is strong. And the kings of the earth, who committed sexual immorality and lived sensuously with her, will cry and lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, Babylon, the strong city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth cry and mourn over her, because no one buys their cargo any more, the cargo of gold and silver and precious stones, and pearls and fine linen, and purple and silk and scarlet, and every kind of citron wood, and every article of ivory, and every article made from precious wood, and bronze, and iron, and marble, and cinnamon, and amomum, and incense, and perfume, and frankincense, and wine, and olive oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and cattle, and sheep, and cargo of horses, and carriages, and human beings, and human lives. And the fruit you long for has gone from you, and all things that were splendid and shining have passed away from you, and men will no longer find them. The merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand at a distance because of the fear of her torment, crying and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, she who was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste, and every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor and as many as make their living by the sea stood at a distance and were crying out as they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads and were crying out, crying and mourning and saying, Woe, woe, the great city in which all who have ships at sea became rich by her wealth. For in one hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. Then a strong angel picked up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, So will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence, and will not be found any longer. And the sound of harpists and musicians and flute players and trumpeteers will not be heard in you any longer, and no craftsman of any craft will be found in you any longer, and the sound of a mill will not be heard in you any longer, and the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will not be heard in you any longer, for your merchants were the great men of the earth, because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who have been slain on the earth. This is the word of the Lord. And now the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, 
and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Well, it is Boxing Day. And just briefly, because here in the United States, we don't celebrate Boxing Day, although our uh, Canadian brethren to the north of us do. And it's celebrated throughout many parts of the former British Empire. Boxing Day has its origins in medieval times, specifically in the feudal system. The agreement between a lord and a vassal covered many things. And one of the things that was covered was the lord's maintenance of the vassal. A lord promised to maintain a vassal. Now, what did that mean? And this, this was at all levels. Um, so if your lord is a, a baron or an earl or somebody like that, he's going to have vassals who are knights and squires and men-at-arms and household servants, etc. He's going to have all these levels. So even minor nobility will be vassals to him. Um, you know, and, and you know, and then lords would be vassals of the king. So the king would have all of these levels of vassals too. But you made promises of maintenance. Um, most of the time, the king didn't, because if if you were a direct vassal to the king, um, your maintenance was provided for by the estates that he had bestowed upon you. But for lesser nobility, and of course for household servants. That was not the case. And so you would have promises of maintenance. So this could be, let's say you're a lord and, and you had promised maintenance to a knight. That's going to include, you know, that they would feast in your hall. They would, you know, you would provide them with food and all. But they would also, you would provide them with material goods. So you might you might promise your vassal you know five sets of clothing a year, uh, a new dagger every year, a new sword every five years, something like that as part of the maintenance of a lord to a knight. And so the day after Christmas was the day that those, maintenances were distributed in boxes and so it's boxing day and it would go you know like i said from you know high you know minor nobles like knights and squires and men at arms all the way down to you know servants in the field where it might be all the all that you promised them for maintenance is is you know one suit of clothing a year whereas a knight might get you know five or six um, and of course the clothing would be of a completely different, uh, different, uh, quality as well. So that's the origin of Boxing Day. Um, 
comes out of the feudal system. It never caught on in the U.S. Could be because of our historic rejection of everything feudalist um, in our um, in our fight for independence against Great Britain. But it's a big deal in Canada and Australia and England and uh, New Zealand and and the main thing with Boxing Day now is it's a big shopping day. It's a day full of sales and shopping. Everybody gets a paid day off. So it's the day after Christmas. You get Boxing Day off. So you get Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And, and you, you know, it's a big shopping day. All the shopping centers in England are open with, with sales and everything. It's, it, in, a, in a way, Boxing Day in England is kind of like the day after Thanksgiving in the United States. You know, it's a big shopping day. Um, as we call it Black Friday because it was the day historically when many retail businesses finally went into the black as far as making money as instead of losing money over the year um, because of the, the sales on that day. I don't know if that's true any longer. Um, I said they, they start the start their Black Friday sales now before Thanksgiving, some of them. Um, retail, retail has changed quite a bit in the last 20 years since the true establishment of online shopping. I was thinking about that the other day. There's very little that I buy in person anymore apart from groceries and a few incidentals. Um, I, we order stuff online all the time because it's, you know, we live out in the woods. We live 60 miles from shopping. And so it's not something that, that, you know, it's so much easier, especially with an Amazon prime membership and free shipping to order it online and have it delivered to the house and not have to worry about it. Um, I've got, we need to order some dish soap and some, Kleenex and stuff like that this week. So, you know, we're, we're getting ready to, to do an online order of household goods that we need because it's easier to do that than it is to drive 60 miles and, and, and buy the stuff in Missoula. We still go shop in Missoula. We're mainly for, for, uh, um, groceries we do a big stock up at the at winco and costco and walmart once a month for our our bulk groceries and then we use the local grocery store here in superior for eggs and cheese and bread and stuff like that so yeah and that's that's a financial decision it's it we save a lot of money buying it you know, like everybody does buying stuff at costco and walmart Winco, but we try only to do that once or twice a month because gas is expensive and it's a 120 mile round trip to go shopping. <laughs> so such is the, the life in the piney woods, right? So all of that to say, I wish you the very best of boxing days. If you are one of the, uh, one of my, my English or, or Canadian or Australian listeners, 
I hope you enjoy your Boxing Day. Um, I hope you had a great Christmas yesterday. I hope you have a, a great week this week. Um, kids are off from school. Um, hope that, you know, I hope you have a good time with, with family this week as your kids are home and all of that stuff. And uh, I just wish you well of it. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. So do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.